Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with Jeremy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, so if you're new here, um, in October we decided to do a series, a special series of four episodes uh, about pregnancy and infant loss. Um, and we've basically been sharing our story in the previous three episodes. So if you're just jumping in right now, I would highly recommend to, well, go from the beginning because all episodes are good, <laughs> but, uh, no, at least to start on the first episode of the series, um, beginning of October, because in those, uh, three previous episodes and this one, we are just sharing chronologically what happened to us uh, and our relationship with infant loss i would say <laughs> i'll say that um our experience yeah experience yeah here we <laughs> are uh, so yeah just jumping in today won't make much sense so that's why i would just highly recommend to start from the at least the first episode of this series um I'm not going to recap the whole <laughs> three episodes because that was about six hours <laughs> of recording um but so the, the the situation where we stopped in part three uh was moving to miami mm -hmm. uh, after the abortion in may 2017 and after uh six months plus of high and low and low and mostly lows mostly lows and <laughs> some high and whatever uh we moved to miami to start fresh so that's where we stopped in part three. So in this part, we're going to be sharing what's been happening since basically the beginning of 2018. So the last two years and a half. Uh, because, yeah, that was not the end of the story. We still had some uh, misadventures. Yeah. yeah. So where where do we start? Um, Miami has been good for us. Psychologically, when we moved here, we were not in a great space, in a great mindset. Mm. Uh, and moving to Miami has been psychologically really good for us. Um, it was like, you know, just because when you get to a new place anywhere, you have this excitement about discovering the place, um, new environment, seeing everything, meeting new people. So it's always good for the brain anyway to just, recharge and, and 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 move on and not forget what happened but yeah you you it's just easier <laughs> yeah it's kind of, well like i was saying in the last episode as well like i had to leave like it would have been if it wasn't miami i literally would have gone anywhere i didn't care i just had to leave that apartment i had to leave france i had to leave our friends and families i just couldn't be there anymore um it's funny so i think a lot of people think that we kind of escaped here and ran away from our problems and didn't quite face it and it's more like a I don't know, but even if that is what happened, it's been, like, I couldn't have stayed there. It's been the best thing that's happened to us since then. Like, it was just, like, a necessity. Like, we had no choice. We had to get away. Um, so, yeah, we kind of spent the first, like, year or so, um, year and a half, like, yeah. finding apartments, finding friends, doing activities, going to yoga, going to Daybreaker, exploring Miami, taking photographs, <laughs> eating donuts. If you watch us on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. Um yeah, and then it's it's funny because I feel like it took me about two years from May 2017 to probably May 2019 
I think I'm getting my dates right yeah. to even consider getting pregnant again. Yeah. Like we we talked about it a few times. Uh, well, here and is, there. I think we just wanted to stay like, up to date with each other yeah. to check checking where like with where we were. We'll be like, okay, so it's been six months. Where are you at? No, don't want to do it yet. Me neither. Okay, it's been a year. Where are you at? I still don't want to do it. Okay, me neither. Good. That was that was actually like we we were usually having those conversations on a lifeguard tower on the beach. Oh, did that we? was our yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like w- w- walking on the beach and for sunset, sitting down on the lifeguard tower and just talking about that and. Yeah, yeah. For a while, we we not, none of us wanted to try again or anything like that. Uh, well, just even the thought of being pregnant yeah. and like like feeling the baby kicking or going to appointments or finding out I was pregnant or just any of it, I didn't want to do anything. I was like, nope, no, wait, don't want it. Mm-mm, don't even ask. Like it was just like a big fat no. And I think you were the same. Yeah. Um. So for a good two years. Two and a half years, actually, because it was only in, um, when yeah, did we... Yeah, like, after, after the year. summer, um, after summer 2019. So about one year ago, kind of, pretty much. Yeah. Like, that's where we kind of discuss about potentially trying again and... and yeah. And, you know, for, yeah, so basically for, like, two years and, and a two few and a months... Years, yeah. uh, we just didn't feel ready um it was just not it, it was a few things i mean i'm gonna speak for myself at least uh not so may, just to put things in perspective and maybe for you guys to understand so um the reason we had the abortion was because of a genetic disorder uh which means it can happen again. So basically, Rosie and I are both... Because I don't think we explained that before. Because we got uh, the result yeah. once we moved. So when we moved to Miami, we got the result from all the tests that like we did. a year did. later, we got the autopsy yeah. results. Uh, and the DNA tests and, and everything they did. And they confirmed the the disease that they planned. So it's called Elise Van Creveld EVC syndrome. If you want to check it out on Google, it doesn't much, but here we are. Um, but just to make it really simple, uh, Rosie and I are both carrier of this uh, gene Um, so when you make a baby the baby takes the gene of the parents so uh, we basically have a 25% chance to give the disorder to the baby because on the chromosome or whatever it is uh, the baby is going to take the gene from Rosie and me so if only one of us give the 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 the, the, the yeah the, the the defect is only one of us is gonna be fine. None of us is gonna be fine. But if we both give it, he's gonna have the the disease and the syndrome again. So that's something we carry. It's not just bad luck in terms of like it, it won't happen. Seventy five percent of chance it won't happen. Twenty five it will happen. So that's something we had to have in mind in terms of also trying again. Yeah, so it's, I mean, we always have the same chances of miscarriage as everybody else. And then also this 25% chance that they could be, they could have the gene affecting them. There's a 50% chance they could be a carrier and 25% chance that they wouldn't get it at all, like not even carry it. But Um, just carrying it doesn't wake up any disease, just to make it clear. Um. But yeah, something I want to say, like, things were so different here in Miami as well. Like, 
in the States compared to in France. Um, Because obviously in France, we had healthcare, for example. Whereas, yeah, free healthcare, (laughs) I must say. Whereas here, it's like we had to figure out um, where would you give birth? Because you you probably wouldn't go to a hospital. You have to go to like a a maternity place, whether it's a house thing. Mm. Um, Insurance was all different. Like, it was just all... Yeah, I mean, the whole medical thing for us is complicated anyway, even without talking about birth. Yeah. Just like going to a doctor in, in the US when you're European is really complicated because prices are random and, and health insurance are just like a fucking business. I'm not going to say scam, but <laughs> uh, stuff like that. So the whole thing anyway was hard. Like, it's hard to get your head around there. Um, and also because we have that, we needed like special treatment in a sense. Like, we needed someone to... Uh, you know run some tests and and we wanted to speak to like dna people and stuff like that so i mean it took a while to decide for a start uh to try again um because yeah it's it's like shit like if it's happening again and we have to go through an abortion again uh we know how abortion is viewed in america uh it's not easy we didn't even know how much money would cost in france we didn't pay it one cent uh we didn't know what was gonna happen on this side here so and it's illegal in a lot of states as well yeah so there was a lot of things to consider there is the emotional side that we had to feel ready but even after that there's also the 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 logistic about it that's for us really hard um well it's funny because i think it's weird you said about feeling ready because i feel like a lot of couples when they decide they're going to get pregnant it's like okay we're deciding to have a baby whereas for us it was like yeah we're deciding we want to try and have a baby but we also need to decide that we would be willing to accept a miscarriage or an abortion as well and not many people in the world get into pregnancy thinking okay i'm also okay with having another abortion if i need to which I mean, can you even imagine, like, just think about that for a sec, just one second, (laughs) just think about trying to get pregnant and thinking, okay, I might have a baby, I might have a miscarriage, or I might have an abortion, like, that's your three options in terms of what might happen, like, trying to prepare for that and trying to be mentally okay for that after having gone through an abortion where I was, like, depressed for eight months, like I said, and, like, suicidal, and, like, having to get back into that place of, like, okay, now I'm ready, I can do that again. I don't. I, <laughs> I kind of don't know how we did it. Like talking yeah, about it no. now, I'm like, yeah, how no, do we yeah. even do that? Because also, like, the like trying the second time, even if we did it quickly, like, was you know like, the the first time when we had the miscarriage, we like the first time we were excited like straight away. Yeah. Uh, we oh, we're pregnant, we're gonna have a baby. Let's find a name quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, and in 24 hours we had books and everything. The second time, we did our best not to get excited for the first three months yeah. to avoid the miscarriage. Um, and now it was, okay, now we can't get excited for three months because of the miscarriage um, potential risks. And then we still can't get excited because we need to wait a few extra weeks to run some tests in order to know if the genetic disorder is here or not. So it's like we need to spend basically half of the pregnancy trying yeah, to stay to not to get excited like and it's hard also because that means like not bonding with the baby not wrapping your head around the fact that you're potentially gonna be a parent and, and stuff like that and you know psychologically it's a lot it's not just yeah we're pregnant again we're gonna have a baby probably like it's no it's we're pregnant that's the beginning of a long series of things that we're gonna have to potentially deal with mm. um so yeah just deciding to try again was 
well that's why it took two years and a bit <laughs> probably i mean yeah that explains it um yeah and eventually we decided that we could try again um i think you were ready before i i was yeah i remember for a couple of months i was yeah. like okay jeremy can you can you think about it and he was like yeah i'm not thinking about it at all and i was like we'll just maybe try and see what you think if you do think about it like see if you want to explore the option or not because i was kind of ready again and i felt broody again and it took you a little longer but then do you, do you remember or do you could you explain i don't know maybe not uh what was your thought process and how why did you become ready in a sense you know like it's something happened a trigger or something that you can think about i have no idea no just there wasn't like somebody else gave birth and i was like oh i want that mm-hmm. it wasn't like somebody else got pregnant and i thought i want that it wasn't i think it was well, it's, as you know it's just something i've always wanted yeah, yeah and i think it just i just needed time to not be okay and then be okay and then be better than okay and then build myself up to back being like okay actually i do want to do this again but there wasn't any particular trigger. I think it just, like you said, it just took time. Like leading up to that two and a half years as well, there was days where I was like, oh, I would love to get pregnant again. And then the next day I'd be like, oh my God, I don't want to deal with being pregnant. I couldn't deal with feeling the kicks inside me, for example, because that would obviously remind me of Lewis or like, I could never go through an abortion again. I could never go, I don't want to go to hospital again. I don't want to do anything again. But then like the week after I'd be like, oh, but what would be a really nice girl's name? Or, oh, but that outfit's super cute. I could get that for a little boy. Or like, so I kind of went, like it kind of went from absolutely no zero chance no way jose don't even ask me to kind of okay sometimes maybe yes but then back to no again and then kind of yes and no 50 50 and then just a little bit it kind of just built up over time i guess but there was no particular like trigger mm. like okay that's it i'm done i'm ready because then i think even when we started trying again i was like oh my god is this the right thing is this too soon right. am i yeah. am i actually ready oh my god like and ooh, also something like, that personally um not bothered me but um it took me a while as well uh also it's something i don't know it might sound weird for some people but um after two years in miami we had a really good life here and i felt that having a baby could uh well would have an impact you know on the lifestyle we had in miami as well and and that was part of my thought process mm. um i i really like the life we have right now stuff like that and having a baby is not gonna be the same i'm not gonna get up every morning for sunrise you know and like, it's stupid thing i know it's selfish uh but no, but, but, but that, but that was yeah time. but that was in in my thought process as well i know about even if i was feeling ready was at the right time in terms of just the life we had um yeah that was something just i thought mm. um so yeah uh, after summer 2017 don't know exactly the, the the day month whatever 19 yeah 2019 you said 2017 okay sorry 2019 <laughs> uh last year one year ago pretty much uh we decided to, to try again we agreed we both felt okay to try again so uh, well, we did uh we actually well before trying we we went to see um the birth yeah went to a birth house center birth center yeah um to get some information about doctors about um 
how you call it, gynecologist? Gynecologist. Yeah, um, potential DNA uh, prices doctors as well. and prices yeah, and stuff like that. Because we were asking like, okay, so if we had insurance, how much would it cost? If we didn't have insurance, how much would it cost? If we okay. have an abortion, how much would it cost? And yeah. could we do it? Yeah, how much does it cost to give birth? How much does it cost for a C-section? How much does it cost for an abortion? At what week can you have an abortion in Florida? Is that illegal? Is it legal? It's legal, by the way, up until I don't know how many weeks. Google it if you want to find out. Um, but we had a lot of questions because obviously we're Europeans in America and we had this whole thing about the abortion as well. We just had no idea. Um, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, it was super helpful, actually. Uh, they, they helped a lot, this place, this birth center um and we we got in touch with some people to potentially run some tests so while because there's nothing we can do before like we we have to get pregnant and we have to run tests like past 12 weeks uh to find out about the disease so we need to wait for the the, the baby to grow a little bit so there's nothing we can do beforehand really uh so the whole thing was just gathering information gathering contact so when we decide to try again we are ready and everything is in place so we can go here and then and get appointments quickly yeah um so yeah we we decided and, and actually i think we got pregnant the first month yeah. after trying like literally um so yeah that that must have been october September, yeah yeah so around september october so yeah we one year ago we got pregnant again um I don't remember how we felt about it, to be honest. I'm trying to remember, uh, like, the, the, the mixed yeah. feeling. Like I, like, I was saying to Jeremy before we started recording, I was like, I don't really remember a whole lot from these two. I don't know why. I wonder if I just, like, didn't try and remember things because I kind of didn't want to prepare for remembering that for the rest. I don't know, like, because we've had such bad experiences. I don't know if it just didn't lodge in properly in my long-term memory. Yeah, I, I do I feel know. like somehow we, the whole thing is, like, trying to protect yourself right you know we don't want to get excited until x amount of weeks because we don't want this huge slap in the face again now we try to reduce the the strength of the impact so uh yeah it's okay we're pregnant like it's just okay that's step one you know but it doesn't mean anything at all and well in a sense we were right <laughs> but, yeah but it's funny when you compare like the first pregnancy like i said so um found out on the friday went like got some books and things on the Saturday and Sunday had the miscarriage by the Tuesday this time it was like I'm pregnant we'll take a little selfie with the pregnancy stick that's as much as we're gonna do like I think we t I told I don't even think you told your parents did you I told my family my parents my brothers and my best friend just so that I had some support in case something happened I wanted to it's funny because most people wait for the three-month thing but once you've had two bad experiences, you think, actually, I need to, people to know so that if something, you know, if I bring them up crying, they kind of yeah, know what to Yeah, if I'm depressed expect. again, yeah, you need to know. Um, yeah, I can't remember, actually, if it's this time I told my parents and Julian, or if it's... It was the second time, I think. Yeah, second time, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was weird, yeah. like, trying to just, like, okay, I'm pregnant, I feel tired, I have sore boobs, I feel sick sometimes, um, but I'm not pregnant. Like, you just tell yourself, I'm not pregnant. Just, it's, it's nothing. I just feel a bit ill. But whatever. I'm not pregnant. Don't think about it. But actually, that's where you got the yeah. little thing. So, yeah, it, it was a real one because we were obviously like trying to protect ourselves. But it's also weird because doing that means it's, it, I don't know, it's affecting the, the, the pregnancy and the relationship with the, the potential baby in a sense because there's no bonding. Like we're trying to pretend that. It doesn't exist for a while, in a sense. Um, 
<coughs> so it's yeah, it's really a weird feeling. Uh, it's also like I remember I felt guilty because I was a bit like, oh, I should be just cherishing every second of this as long as it lasts. But at the same time, you don't want to get excited and think, oh my god, like yay, this is happening because yeah, you mixed. like from our experience, hundred percent of the time that ends in absolute shit. Yeah. So you think, okay, well, you know, I can't get excited, but I really want to. But then, ugh, I feel bad because now this baby's just sat inside me and we're not even that excited about it. Like, yeah, it's not feeling the love, in a sense. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to, like, try and... Uh, it, it depends on how you think think about this. But, you know, there's... Like, do you think that as a woman, your, like, emotions and your thoughts affect the baby when you're pregnant? Or do you think they're just completely disconnected? I don't know, personally. I'm not saying my thoughts. I really don't know what I think. But it is hard to be pregnant to know you're pregnant, to have all the symptoms, but then try and tell yourself that you're not pregnant just to protect yourself. And knowing like, oh God, like, I wonder if this baby is like feeling that. these like, these emotions that I, I'm i not happy even though I should be happy. I don't know. That's like a yeah, whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard. Uh, oh yeah, so I did, um, so I bought some little cards because I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. We're not going to get excited, but I do want to try and make the most of this or try and, to enjoy the pregnancy. Enjoy the experience because yeah. I enjoy being pregnant. I feel just so excited, so filled with love. Not going to cry. Not yet, anyway. Um, so I bought these little cards and it was like... Um, well, um, you made, you designed them, actually. I designed them, designed them on Canva. Shout out Canva. Got them printed. And um, it was like, today I'm f- uh, five weeks pregnant. Today I'm six weeks pregnant. Today I'm seven weeks pregnant. Today I'm in my second trimester. Today I'm in my third trimester. Today's my one year birthday. Like I really went far. Like I think I went up to one year birthday. So today was my first yeah. smile. Today was my first. Well, just birth. to get the same design and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a weird one because it was like we're trying not to get excited because we're trying to protect ourselves, but at the same time I do want to enjoy the pregnancy and enjoy it as much as I can. So yeah, let's take a snap on the beach for sunset. So we're taking like that little cute three, pictures four, and five, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, that was. Um, and well, in terms of like medical things, there's nothing we had to do at this time because, like I said, like, we had to wait at least 12, 13, 14 weeks before doing anything. Well, so that was. Uh, let me explain. So, so like Jeremy said, the first twelve weeks, um, you got high risk or well, higher risk of um, miscarriage, and with us, we would have had to have an amniocentesis at about week fifteen, I believe yeah. it was, which is basically where they inject a huge needle into your belly, into your uterus, take out some of the liquid and analyze it, and that takes about two weeks to get the results back. Or you can wait until about weeks, I don't know, 16, 17, 18, something like that, a couple of weeks later, and do scans and really check if there's three fingers, check the lengths of the bones, check... Six. Not three fingers, six fingers. Oh, six. (laughs) Why did I say three fingers? (laughs) That'd be weird as well. That'd be weird. (laughs) Brain's not in it today. Six fingers, sorry, five or six fingers. Five fingers is normal. Um, Check the length of the bones, um, check all these things. So it was kind of like, okay, we've just got to make it to 12 weeks and then we'll start to figure out like who we talk to, how we get these different appointments organized. But again, not to help anything. Um, Obviously, the the earlier we'd know, the easier it is. Because if you have to, if things go wrong and we have to stop the pregnancy, well, the earlier, the smaller. So the easier it is, the procedure. You know, it's not like a real birth like we had in France. It would be easier to, to do it um but also there is the fact that to know it as quickly as possible is the amniocentesis that means doing this needle in the belly that increases the chance of miscarriage really really high so it's like okay 
to know quickly we can do this test. But if we do this test, we are increasing the risk of miscarriage. So potentially, we two weeks later, we're going to have a negative result. So the baby is going to be fine. But in the middle, we have miscarriage because we did this test. Like, what the fuck is the right solution here? Like, you know, that's so hard. Like, we would be so pissed. Like, we did it. We managed to, you know, like, not have this disease. And fuck, because of testing. So we say, okay, you can wait then. You wait a bit longer. But if you wait longer, uh, the, the results are not as um, accurate. Because obviously, like, checking the DNA is the best way to do it. And just measuring things on a, and looking at a screen. And also means... If if anything goes wrong, stopping the pregnancy later. So it's you're pregnant longer, so you get attached a bit more. Get attached, uh, you can buy them. You, yeah, you 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 see your body changing more. Um, you know, like the whole thing. So, like, yeah, I don't know. There's not there's no right or wrong answer, but it's a lot of things to think about and to process. So, yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> so then we went to Cuba for Jeremy's birthday. Um, I was seven and a half weeks. And everything was, well, just, I mean... Uh, everything was fine, just yeah, a normal you, pregnancy. Because you've been, no, but you've been pretty lucky uh, with pregnancies in terms of oh, yeah. uh, the three first months. In terms of like sick, morning sickness and all these things. I always yeah, I get tired. Yeah, when, yeah. I get sore boobs. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. But then otherwise, like, I'm pretty good with pregnancies. Yeah. Um, So we packed our bags, went off to Cuba um we spent the first day so we kind of arrived on monday monday yeah early morning, early morning. had a walk around just enjoyed the day whatever we did and then the tuesday we um went out exploring yeah do we say what we did or not yeah we went for a tour of uh havana in like a little scooter uh motorbike no scooter, yeah motorbike thing we did a tour for like two hours uh, longer four yeah. hours oh, if you're okay four <laughs> hours um yeah and then we came back to the apartment to the airbnb and we so oh, let's have a nap a little bit not even that yeah. we like stepped in the door jeremy was like right i'm gonna sit toilet. i was like okay i need to go after you because i don't think baby enjoyed that and you're like what do you mean and i was like i don't know just feel a little bit weird hmm. and i just had like a tiny bit of cramping and i was like oh no, I don't. I don't want to deal with this. I didn't even like initially. I was just like, oh, I've just got a bit of a tummy ache. Went to the toilet and there was blood everywhere. Yeah. And I just cried. I just cried and cried and cried and cried in the toilet with the door open, and you just like had to sit and watch me crying. Well, I remember being at the door, hearing you saying like, "Oh no," whatever you said, crying. I remember coming at the door, and I remember asking you like, "Are you sure? Are you sure it's a miscarriage?" Because obviously, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what parents do and want your blood or whatever. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, yeah, sorry, not big, basic man this time. And I was like, "Are you sure? Like, are you? Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> whatever it can be. Uh, I remember I was asking now. Yeah. And then I froze. <laughs> like you said. Do you want to say what? Like, what you heard? <laughs> not really. I don't remember. So I was on the toilet and Jeremy, like, that was the hard part, was saying to Jeremy like three or four times, like, I'm having a miscarriage. Are you sure? Yes, Jeremy. But are you sure? I'm having a miscarriage. I'm having a miscarriage. Like, having to repeat it to you, like, that was really hard for me. Like, having to keep, like, keep saying it, but mm. you just didn't want to believe it and you didn't know because, yeah. I don't know. Um, 
and then felt something plop in the toilet. So I felt something come out and it plopped in the toilet. And I thought that was a baby. Little did I know it wasn't. But I felt like a big mask come out of me. Not a big mask, like more than period clump come out of me, plop in the toilet. And I was like, oh, that was the baby. And you heard that. And I think that's when you went white and you just like went into like yeah. zombie mode. Yeah. I, I, I remember, I think we talked about it after or if I was talking at the same time. But I do remember feeling empty. I, I I was not sad. I didn't feel sadness. I didn't feel hunger. I felt emptiness. I remember like I lay down on the floor and I was just like gone. My brain was just nothing. Mm. I was just like staring at nothing and I was like yeah that's that's what I remember about it just a big blank a big like void yeah it was weird how quickly you changed because like so I was just crying in the toilet I had to tell him over and over and over yes I've had the miscarriage and then I just saw him like go white and just laying on the floor and be like what the fuck why is this happening again like why us what have we done wrong why do we deserve this and I was just on the toilet, like crying my eyes. Like I didn't, like I couldn't come for him because I was just mm. heavily bleeding. So I was just like, well, I can't stand up right now, but like it's okay. Um, but we had to wake up quickly. Well, so yeah, like obviously I was pregnant. I didn't take any period things with me. I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting a period. I wasn't whatever. So I didn't take anything with me. Um, so after it was so like I tidied myself up, um, put on my big knickers. Some yoga things. Some yoga trousers. And we laid on the bed for a bit. And I was like, it's weird because I went into like protection mode. Like I was protecting Jeremy and I was trying to support you and like comfort you rather than myself. And I was like, look, I'm heavily bleeding. We can't stay here all night because I'm just going to bleed on the sheets and everything. It's going to be a whole mess. We need to go and find something. Like we don't have a choice. We just have to do it. And he's like, yeah, but you're okay to walk around. I was like, I, I have to walk around. I, like, we, you know, what else do I do? I can't, like, I can't not do it so it's like okay we just need to snap out of this get going so I put on so when I travel luckily I did this I don't try and look cute I put on like big granny knickers comfy leggings and like a sports bra and t-shirt like I travel in comfort even if it's in like an hour flight to Cuba I don't care I'm in my comfies luckily I did that though because my other outfits for Cuba was like cute pink trousers cute orange trousers cute white dress like cute things I didn't want to get big red stains on so luckily I had this outfit with me so I put that on and I was like okay we just need to go out and find something we just need to walk around find some pads or tampons or whatever it is we can find bear in mind this is Cuba now if you've never been to Cuba let me tell you something on the first day, we realized, oh shit, we haven't got toothpaste or shampoo and conditioner or shower gel. For some reason, we just forgot to pack it, didn't even think about it, it didn't cross our minds. So we had to spend, I don't know, like an hour or two. Yeah. We found one tube of toothpaste in about the 10 shops that we went into. And this is like, this isn't like, we're not going to bakeries looking for toothpaste. Like we went into supermarket style shops that are tiny, mind you, they're the size of someone's front room or bedroom. Um... We found one tube of toothpaste. We had the choice of one. So this just lets you know a little bit about how limited the resources are in Cuba. I don't know how it is for Cubans. I imagine they get help. Because I like. Well, I mean, I think it's still pretty complicated to get all those, um, yeah, products we uh, 
hygiene and, and hygiene, hygiene. And, and beauty products and stuff like that. So yeah, we honestly, we had to walk around. I mean, and we were like in Havana, like the, the, the capital, you know, not in a countryside, in a small town yeah. or whatever. Um, so yeah, we just went on a main street with all the shops and just going back and forth, trying to find some with our Spanish, trying to ask pads yeah. in Spanish. It was like uh, me, girl, blood. Yeah. Like, what I felt, <laughs> but like... I, not the world, you know, you, you know. You didn't practice that in uh, school, did you? Yeah, no. Uh, I can get by to get beers or food, but not that. Um, so, yeah, we we, 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 we went to, I don't know how many stores and stuff like that. Um, they got those kind of pharmacy uh, where they sell a few things, but honestly, it's, everything is limited. You have no choice. And, and eventually, when we found it, Actually, we, we 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 went in one store. We didn't see it, and we asked someone at the counter, and and they pulled it out from behind. Yeah, it was under the counter, like under the cashier. So I don't know why. So maybe we we it. went to s- some store before they had it, but we they don't have it for up for sale, like in display. So you need to ask for it. I guess it's be- I'm guessing it's just because the supply is really limited, so they just don't want people to take it and pack it. Uh, so you need to ask for it and you can just get a few packs so luckily eventually we asked and we found it and honestly we didn't have much choice about yeah oh i had the choice of one or one two i think yeah Uh, yeah. we found some another day later yeah we found some yeah um so yeah we took it honestly that took us like three hours or four hours something ridiculous um and obviously rosie was bleeding at this time walking around yeah i was in pain i had to like yeah stop well, if you're, if you're a girl, you're probably not what I'm talking about, but I get a sore vagina, like, as in my body aches when I'm in pain. I get a sore back, I get a sore vagina, I get a sore everything. I just want to curl up in bed and eat chocolate. Um, so having to walk around for, like, a couple of hours trying to find these things, going to different shops, like, feeling stressed about having a miscarriage for a start, feeling stressed about not having a clue what, like, what to ask for, where to get it from. So I had to keep stopping and, like, sitting on the pavement yeah. or sidewalk or whatever to try and, like, have a break from standing because it just hurt yeah yeah the whole thing was just i mean we went into survival mode in a sense like we just we have to find something we need to figure this shit out yeah so we just did it uh, we didn't have time to cry complain about it i like, we just had to get it done uh, so that's when the, the whatever kicks in the body you know and just do it um so and yeah so eventually we did yeah so we found some and as we were walking home, so something we did in Cuba, you had to get a like phone card to be able to find into like it's the most bizarre thing. So basically, you have to find a phone card that you can enter onto your phone to use the internet. But the internet you can find in like certain streets or certain parks within. They have Havana. like hot, they have hotspots basically uh, in the city. So you, most people in the house they don't have internet uh, or Wi-Fi or anything like that. So you have hotspots in uh, in the city. And it's usually like in a park or in a really commercial street, stuff like that. So you're going to see like groups of people just on the phone, <laughs> sitting on the floor on the phone because that's where you can get some signal. Uh, so we we had to stop uh, eventually like in, in the street in the middle just to get some signal so we could call people. Well, we couldn't even, we didn't have enough internet to call. No, yeah, we tried. I mean, yeah. We just texted people. So we texted my family and yeah. just said, I'm having a miscarriage. I'm okay physically, but I'm not okay. 
um, I'll reply in the next couple of days whenever we get internet again. And yeah. I think you did the same. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, told, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I told my parents as well this time. Uh, but th- there was nothing we could do about it. Um, and yeah, and we could not even ring them, don't talk about FaceTime or anything video. It was just Yeah, you couldn't call impossible. on WhatsApp or anything. Yeah, so it was literally like, yeah, we have to text because that's about <laughs> the only thing we can do. Um, and then we went back to the appointment and I think we just spent the night. I mean, uh, it's weird. No, I remember because we went back home. So it happened about midday because we've been out from like eight till 12. Spent a couple of hours out finding things. So it was probably like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. by the time we got home. It was like, okay, let's just lay down for a bit because I'm just in pain. I just need to relax and like when clean things up and tidy and blood everywhere. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I had on these yeah. thick, thick black um, leggings. And I put them in the shower, basically, <laughs> and just washed them. I had to keep wringing them out. Like, I'd fill them with water, wring them out, fill them with water, wring them yeah, out. It was just them. Red. And it just kept going. And Jeremy was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yes, Jeremy, I'm having a fucking miscarriage. This is a lot of blood. Like, that, I think that terrified yeah. you a bit. I mean, I'm kind of used to it with having periods and not having stuff with you anyway. But um, I had to clean everything, lay down for a bit. And I was like, do you know what? We can either sit here and cry all night or we can actually enjoy ourselves. We're in Cuba we're probably not going to come back again maybe we will who knows we just need to enjoy ourselves so i was like right switch off that like upsetness let's go out and enjoy the night and i remember you did me like are you sure what like we can't do that and i was like look we need to i mean we're in cuba let's go and have some nice food somewhere so i remember that night rather than going to like somewhere fancy we just went to i don't remember where we went but i remember it was just like super low-key like let's just go and get food but you know we need to do something and then the next day was jeremy's birthday Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd forgotten that. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, these pads that I bought, by the way, they're not your kind of always pads that you get in Target and CVS and in England. Like, they're not thick, good quality, long pads. These are thin. The liquid sits on top. It doesn't soak in at all. Like, and also I'm obviously getting lots of blood clots and things. So it was just, I had to change them all the time, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and we actually were with that. We need we had to get more. Yeah. Which was, again, a fucking challenge. Try and find <laughs> so, them again. Yeah, that was something to worry about. Um, oh, we had some fun that morning, though, because um, basically we'd gone there thinking, okay, we'll take this amount of cash and then we will um, just get some more cash when we're in Cuba. That f- turned out to be really impossible. That was a challenge, yeah. So on Jeremy's birthday, <laughs> I'm bleeding in an agony trying to just be happy and make the most of it. We spent... I don't know how many hours, hours yeah, in lots of different banks with our like passports and trying to convince them to please give us money. Thankfully, we had like three bank cards and eventually... Yeah, because we can't we use American them. bank cards over there and you couldn't use certain America, uh, European yeah, ones and like, even ones that they say you can use all around the world, they weren't working. And it was like, yeah. I can just transfer money from this place to that place. and Yeah, it took a while. Anyway, my point was, it's like, so it was Jeremy's birthday. I'm in agony, sat like on the street outside the bank because I can't deal with standing anymore. And he's trying to figure out how to get this money because otherwise we've, we, like, we're skint for the holiday. We can't <laughs> even do anything while we're there. Yeah. So that was a good birthday for you. Yeah. Uh... And then I was like, right, let's, let's make this better. So we had to go back to the apartment, change my pads again, sort myself out again. Go back out again. Yeah. After whatever, we did our Cuba thing. Uh, we went to another place in Cuba. We're not going to go through the holiday days. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a bit excited about uh, yeah, Cuba. And I'm like, oh, Cuba. we went in a car. Um, yes, yeah, so anyway, so we spent a couple of days in... So yeah, the, mind, the, the mindset was, okay, there's nothing we can do about it. 
I mean, it happened. Uh, we're here. We might as well enjoy it. There's nothing literally we can do. We could go back to Miami, but, you know, we're just going to... Yeah, nothing is going to change. We're just going to go there and cry. So it was all right. It's uh, bad as it is. We might as well just do the most of it. So that that, that was the mindset. Um, so yeah, we did our thing and we went to another place in Cuba. Called Vinales? Yeah, Vinales. And one day we planned like a, a day trip. So we had uh, a taxi driver that took us to a few spot, touristic spots and everything. Uh, and yeah, I'll let you share that. Thanks. Well. So... <laughs> I was still heavily bleeding. This was on the Saturday, I remember. So that happened. We had the miscarriage on the Tuesday. This was on the Saturday. We were in Vinales because we were there for 10 days in total in Cuba. And like Jeremy said, we'd hired a taxi driver to kind of take us to all the different like tourist spots. And we went to see this big wall that was painted, I don't know, thousands of years ago. And it's got whatever. It's like some historic thing. Um, Pretty much as soon as we got there, I was like, oh like I was walking I just had to stop and I was like oh my god what the fuck was that and Jeremy was like what and I was like no no and I walked up to him and I was like no something's something big has just come out and he's like what do you mean and I was like I don't know I don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on I was like okay go to the toilet I went to the toilet well luckily there was a toilet yeah because it had a restaurant next to it and yeah luckily there was yeah, that there because a lot of the other places we were in the middle of nowhere like in, yeah. in, in the countryside in the field like um yeah so got to the toilet and something was half hanging out of me so I kind of had to pull the rest of it out and it was big it was like I don't know three fingers together Kate like of like hard solid stuff came out um and it's like I'm just gonna be like open and raw and real like I've been for the whole time but like my motherly instinct, I must have been in the toilet for like 10 minutes because my motherly instinct stuck in and I was like, okay, I want to look at it. I want to feel it. I want to photograph it. I want to just like feel that it's real. And like, I don't know, it must be some like human instinct of like survival mode, like motherly, whatever it is. But I was like, so I spent ages like looking at it and poking it and prodding it. And like, I don't know. I, yeah, that was weird. And then it came out. I'd taken photographs. I take. I came out and told Jeremy. I was like, something huge came out. I think that the baby had a bit of a cry. And I remember trying to show you the photographs, and you're like, I don't want to see it. And I was like, I want to show you, and you were like, I don't want to see it. And I didn't show. You still never seen it, have you? Nope. Yeah. Still the wonder. Um. And then I think even the next day, I had a big chunk come out as well. Like, yeah. so this is the this is the thing I was going to talk about, which is why we're talking about like, um, in detail, is because. So my first, mis- like all three, so I've had three miscarriages and the abortion. All three have been so entirely different. So the first one, like I said, I had a bit of brown spotting the night before, heavy bleeding that day. And it was just like a heavy period. There was no like crazy lumps and chunks and things. Um, and the first period, the first miscarriage, I was five weeks. This miscarriage, I was eight weeks on the dot on the day. Um, and yeah, I had like, you know, I had the heavy bleeding on the Tuesday, just all of a sudden, like it wasn't. Like I said, with the first one, it kind of gradually kind of overnight started. Then the next morning I started. Whereas this one, it was like straight away, bam, you're having a miscarriage. Loads of red blood everywhere. Things coming out. And it was just so different to what the first miscarriage had been like. Um, So 
I wasn't expecting this first lump to, like when I had the first plop thing in the toilet the day that it happened I thought okay that was a baby it's just gonna be a bit of bleeding for a week and then it'll die down like a you know be a long period a long heavy period so then when this happened I was so surprised I was like what the fuck is this what has just come out of me what like what is going on I had no idea um obviously you don't google what happens eight weeks miscarriage like I had no idea what to expect and obviously we're in heaven like in Cuba where there's not much internet didn't really want to google that and um so yeah it was just such a different experience for me um and I guess it was because I was further along in the pregnancy the extra three weeks really added to the amount of stuff that was building in there and that then came out mm-hmm. um even though I think the baby at eight weeks is something like the size of a blueberry like it's still yeah. tiny probably even smaller I think six weeks is a grain rice I think eight weeks is a blueberry whatever but the amount of stuff that came out is obviously the sack and the yeah we're seeing whatever around, else you know, it is placenta bag yeah. or whatever is, yeah yeah so yeah, I was not expecting that at all so we just try to enjoy Cuba as much as we can, basically. Yeah. Um, and a few things about the mindset that I, I remember. Um, we felt guilty about it. We yeah. thought, because we went to this, on these motorbike things. Like, he was in the city. We didn't go, like, cross stuff. But we thought, oh, that caused the, you know, like, the vibration, detached the baby. And that's the reason. Uh, I remember like, we tried to Google it, I think, when you come back or whatever. But I, th- I remember that was in our mind. I was like, shit, we should have never done that. That was stupid of us. After I like, we did some research and apparently it's pre-attached to me, honest. So Yeah, like eight weeks going on a motorbike now, shouldn't yeah. have done that. But then yeah. honestly, on the Friday, we'd booked in to go horse riding. Or we hadn't booked in, we were going to go horse riding. So yeah. if it hadn't have happened with the motorbike it would have happened with the horse riding because that really was being like bashed (laughs) in the vagina but but we didn't think about it to be honest um but i did feel super guilty i was like what the fuck is wrong with us we're pregnant and we've just done like yeah Yeah. i felt super guilty yeah we 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 felt really stupid about that and then we found out actually it's pretty well attached and yeah just doing that would not cause a miscarriage so if it just had to happen um yeah that was the first thing Um, yeah, that's something else, but I forgot. So, just move on. Oh, yeah, no, something else that I remember. I was like, what I'm saying, like, something that's happening in, in Cuba, you know what I mean? It's, it's not the be- it's weird, but not the best place to have a miscarriage, Cuba, I'm going to say. There's no yeah. good place, but not the most convenient, convenient one on the list. Um... But at the same time, because I remember it was saying, like, I wish I was home. Like, should we go home? I wish I was home. And I was like, you know, being home is not going to change anything. We're just going to cry on the sofa or, or or in the bed and, and just be miserable. So at least here we have to move on. Like, we don't have time to just sit and cry and be the victim and stuff like that. Um, and I remember also thinking, in a sense, I'm glad it didn't happen in Miami because at least Miami is staying our happy place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we escaped, left France uh, to find a new environment, and in a sense, this environment, this apartment, this city, this everything—that's still our good place. Uh, it didn't happen there. We don't have this bad memory about it. So I remember thinking that uh, stuff like that. Yeah, I remember thinking I wanted to go home, but I was—it was like a weird like 
ugh, like even when you're just on your period, you want to be at home eating chocolate, watching a chick flick. Like it's just the typical thing you want to do, but it's it just it like that. For, personally, for me, that's what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, should we look at flights? But then we're in Cuba. I want to enjoy it. And I was just like, do you know what? I just need to enjoy Cuba. Um, but yeah, it wasn't easy. Like having to walk around everywhere and like trying to enjoy it. Like you know, being in this like cute Cuba Cuba car, Cuban like old car thing, or like going to I don't know, tobacco farms and like seeing all these Cuba culture and at the same time just being in pain and having like knowing what's going yeah. on, trying to just enjoy it. Well, at least we had a few more at all. Yeah, that was one thing. Some Cuban I, rum. I was able to drink mojitos, <laughs> taste some Cuban rum and I smoked some cigars, which I would not have done any of them if I was still pregnant. So I was like, do you know what? It's happened the first day. If that had happened on the last day, yeah. I'd have been annoyed. It was like, at least it's the beginning of the holiday. I can enjoy myself. Well, enjoy myself. I mean, you know, yeah. as much as you can while having a miscarriage. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was in November. That was, yeah, November, beginning of... We, we came back from Cuba beginning of December. Yeah. Like on the 3rd. Yeah. Um, 2019, so last year. Um, we didn't go home or anything uh, for Christmas. That was not part of the plan. Um... Yeah, we called the birth center, told them that happened, um, and yeah, that was it. That was pregnancy number three. Yeah. And then he went back to, what do we do now? When do we try again? But uh, all these things, back to, you know, back to square one, back to zero. It's funny because for me, I was like, I just want to keep trying. I don't care how many times it takes. I want to keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, I didn't want to stop until, like, I got what I wanted. So, for me, it was a pretty easy, like, okay, let's just try again next month. And you were like, no. <laughs> like, I think if it was up to me, I would have started in December again. Yeah, I remember using the excuse, like, let's maybe just wait at least one month to see if everything is fine in there. Yeah. Like, just, I don't know. I remember we Google, like, can you get pregnant the month after having a miscarriage and all the things like that. Um, but also I had in mind that I, I remember that we had the conversation about like after the first miscarriage uh, that we may be tried again too quickly and stuff like that. So I also wanted to avoid this happening again. Um, but yeah, in the end we tried again like two months after, I think. Oh, well, I'm trying to figure out pretty so quickly. It was in April when we had the miscarriage, and I was three months. So what's that? February, February. Yeah. To March, March. No, January. Yeah. Well, probably yeah, pretty quickly, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't try in December. We tried again, probably in in, in January. So and got pregnant first time again. Yeah. Pretty, uh, yeah. Um. So we're good at that. So. We're good at getting <laughs> pregnant. We're just not good at keeping them alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think we're only only one doing these kind of drugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. I'm not even going yeah, to no. apologize for it. <laughs> uh, no, but it's funny how all those things affect the way you think about everything like that. Like the way it's fucking us up. Yeah. Like it's... We've got a sick sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we decided to try again pretty quickly and banco bingo whatever you say in english bingo. yeah bingo okay i thought you say something else in english <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, we got pregnant pretty much straight away uh again 
so that must have been like February. Um, no, it was January. No, I'm pretty sure we said it's February because we said it's a Valentine's Day baby. So I don't know. Remember making this joke because it was due in November. So November nine months is is February. Happening in April? Was it May then? Uh, yeah, I think actually, I'm sure it's February because it was when I finished gratitude. Um, Chuck that bit out. So yeah, February got pregnant. And then back to the same mindset, you know, like, let's see what's going to happen, all the things. Uh, we took another shot in a way, you know, another punch. So it's like, really not going to fucking get excited at all. Fuck the cards. Fuck the pictures. Like, fuck everything. Like, we took I'm, one photo on the day, we found out. but Yeah, but that was it. I'm, like, I'm not f- doing this fucking week one, two, and three cards. Like, I'm fucking tired of that. Like, I'm just gonna wait right now but um yeah it, it's really hard like i mean you know that things can happen you know but you also think that the, the wheel is gonna turn you know it's, it's you have one miscarriage but the next one is gonna be fine then that's what people say as i well, you know oh, next time it'll be fine you can have a baby yeah, next time next time well, it's been fucking three times now that's the fourth why is the fucking next time uh we're not there yet um so yeah it's 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 hard uh every time you take a punch you get up uh but you know you lose a bit there it's 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 hard every time um so yeah i mean it was back to the same thing we had to wait Um, what do you find the hardest is it like watching me go through it or knowing that you've lost the baby or um it's both it's it's both honestly um yeah i think it's both i mean it's on one side is just being pregnant is stressful uh, you 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 have to be aware that things can happen and and then you know that things can happen and and even now you, you know it's nothing is guaranteed so there is this constant stress and like the first time you're just super happy and and full of hope and joy and everything and the second time it's like okay actually like it's not like in a fucking movie or like everyone else in fucking life is doing apparently uh it's not like i'm having a baby no it's just i'm pregnant like i really make a difference now it's like you're pregnant you're not having a fucking baby i'm sorry like I, that that's really something in me now um so it's just this thing like you know you 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 have hope and 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 it's just taken away from you and it's just like you're totally helpless there's nothing powerless you can do about it it's just you control shit uh and i like to control shit so (laughs) it doesn't help um so that's hard in itself and yeah also like i i have in my mind how you were during the especially after the abortion i mean that was the really really hard part um so i know it's gonna it's gonna be another thing that is gonna be hard for you so obviously i worry about it and and it's gonna be affecting yeah it's just everything it's just a lot to deal with psychologically um 
Uh, you can try to be optimistic and positive about a lot of things, but you know, like this, this limit. Like I'm not a pessimistic guy, but you know, after like three times, it's like, I mean, am I supposed to get a signal? I don't believe in anything, God, whatever. But am I? Is like someone sending me a signal there that maybe it's just? We should have kids. Yeah, like there's something I need to get. Um, you know, I like, just question shit. Um. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. <laughs> mm. But it's just like, for me, it's like, it should be like a joyful woman and, and this is, you should be happy, you should be excited telling your friends, your family and everything. But no, in my head, it's just like, okay, like we need to go through that week eight, week 12, whatever. And and let's see and let's see. And I need to protect myself. I want to be happy and enjoy it, but I need to be careful not get my hope like too high it's so like a lot of emotions and feelings yeah that's contradictory so um i remember this time i told my parents swear away and my manager as well i was like three times uh, if we call you crying again at least you know why uh that was honestly the reason it was like i'm not telling you to be hey we're pregnant it's like pregnant again expect the worst just just in case we're not okay one day you know why like and if i'm not ready for work in the morning you know why like that, that was literally the reason i was telling people um yeah anything else you want to say about this this time like this process or do you have um no i mean i think for me, like I said before, it was kind of an easier decision. It was just like, okay, well, let's go again. Like, let's just keep trying, keep trying. Um, it's funny, I don't particularly remember feeling pregnant. This is this one lasted longer, but I don't remember being pregnant. I don't remember particularly finding out we were pregnant. I don't remember any of these things anymore. Which is well, like, I, I remember the first time I found out I was pregnant four years ago, more than I do that happened earlier this year. Yeah, you felt less pregnant. I remember that um, in terms of. Uh, physical sensation. I don't remember. You felt it less. Uh, like you didn't think you were pregnant. Oh yeah. You actually didn't think you were pregnant, and I think you did two tests actually. You yeah, a test that, that was, was it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, usually, like with mother pregnancies, by week four, I'm like, oh, I might be pregnant. Do a test, and then I'm pregnant. Um, this one, um, at four weeks, I was like, oh, still not got a period. Okay, whatever. Might just be figuring things out since the miscarriage previously so I thought oh, I might just be a little bit longer or whatever um waited another week and I was like oh well, I'm now at five weeks that's weird and you were like well okay and I was like should I do a pregnancy test you're like no wait till the weekend and I was like okay wait till the weekend and I was like this is this is a little bit weird though because I sometimes get like um period pains and things before my period like a couple of days beforehand so I can kind of tell when it's coming and I hadn't had that either and I was like hmm yeah, you didn't feel your period coming, but you didn't feel pregnant like you did yeah, before. Yeah, I didn't have so sore you just boobs, like you didn't feel didn't, anything. I just felt normal. I just felt normal, like not yeah. not periody, like whatever. Um, so I was like, oh, whatever. I'll buy some pregnancy tests. Went and got them, and I got a pack of two actually. <laughs> a pack of two, yeah, because one of them's like it can detect whatever, like different time, like you know, a couple of days and a couple of weeks after whatever. Well, one is the screen saying pregnant, yeah, and one is the old-fashioned cross where in the movies they never know what's happening. Yeah, they're like, is that a second So the first one, you did the one with the screen. No, the cross, didn't I? No, no, no. With the the second time, we're like, where are we? Yeah. 
Oh, I don't remember. I just remember like, um, how, oh, we'd been out. So we'd been to Winwood on the Friday. That was it. We'd been to Winwood on the Friday. I'd eaten sushi that weekend. I'd been drinking because I was oh, like, yeah, we had a staycation. We had a staycation. Yeah, we were like, okay, we're just going to enjoy Miami a little bit. So we'd had sushi like the Friday night, and I ate a lot of it. Obviously, not great for pregnant people. And then I'd also um, had a couple of drinks. I got a little bit tipsy that night. I had usually I'd have like one drink, like one heater, but I think I had like a couple of beers, a couple of drinks. So I was a little bit, I'm you know, a little bit merry. And then Jeremy was like, okay, I think you know, whatever. We decided we'd do pregnancy tests. Did it, and in the morning I was like what and you were like what and I was like I'm pregnant and you were like okay and I was like no but what I don't what yeah. I'm not pregnant so like, like I just didn't literally like it. 48 hours ago you did one and it was negative did I yeah you did two we're just saying now like you did you, you did one and it was negative the one with the screen it said not pregnant and literally like two or three days later you did the other one again and he said oh, pregnant and yeah we're like is that actually a cross like is that really that we're reading the paper and I remember we took a picture and you sent it to your family saying like, can you all guys see a cross or not? <laughs> Are we going uh, mad? So, yeah. That was a big shock. I re- like, I really didn't feel pregnant, which is so, like... Yeah, that was weird, yeah. So weird compared to many of the ones where I did. Like, before doing the test, I felt pregnant. This one, I didn't feel pregnant Yeah, at you all. knew every time. And I was really surprised. Like, I didn't believe it. I was like, I'm not pregnant. I yeah. can't be. Yeah, you took you a while, yeah. Yeah, it took me a couple of days to be like, oh, maybe, maybe yeah. I am then. Um... So yeah, we found out. So that was in February. Uh, found out five weeks then. Yeah, um, uh, like first two weeks of February. Um, and so yeah, it was all right. Let's see this time what's gonna what's gonna happen. Um, so again, I'll be told the birth center. Um, we uh, told the DNA people that we had like contact with um we actually yeah we we tried we planned a phone call and everything like that. and okay so let's just wait 12 weeks and things like that and then we'll uh, well, test and stuff like that the thing is i think since between the um second miscarriage the third mis well second miscarriage third pregnancy and this one we'd start speaking to the genetics people yeah. and they were saying okay so what you need to do is at eight weeks go to the doctors and plan a meeting for whatever 12 weeks for the first scan but make sure you get there early and book in early because you don't want to like waste time yeah waste time basically so that was initially when i went so i waited eight weeks as well because i've obviously cuba was an eight week um miscarriage and i thought oh if i can just get past the eight weeks then i I might be more okay so got past eight weeks and i remember every single day i was like i was waking up happy i was like oh my god i'm not had a miscarriage oh my god i'm so thankful i'm still pregnant like every single day and then every week that knocked by whatever it was like a tuesday or wednesday whatever it was every week i was like yes that's one more week i'm pregnant yes we made it one more week like i was so proud of myself yeah and because also uh the closer you get from 12 weeks the less risky yeah. and the less likely you are to have a miscarriage so every week is a big win in a sense are you you're improving your odds it's not just i don't know uh you might have a miscarriage and it's like 50 percent for 12 weeks it's like i don't know every single it's, week yeah every single week get lower so every day it's like okay got more chance here yeah then every day it's like yes i'm still pregnant that's good um so i went for this eight week um appointment and it was oh like it's one of these things Jeremy came with me and had to wait like four hours outside <laughs> um 
but I like so you go in there they're like okay why are you here well I'm pregnant yeah, okay because COVID started oh yeah COVID so, started because I was like after the lockdown so they didn't let anyone first to get an appointment actually when you call the 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 health center they're like no we don't take appointment no i'm pregnant oh okay so basically they were just letting people that were pregnant in there otherwise yeah. there was no appointment so really you have to wait because at this time we didn't know it was gonna last fucking forever um so yeah you got the appointment eventually we went together and at the the, the outside like at the gate you see those people coming from space which <laughs> is like wearing the whole the whole fucking suit. like yeah space suit taking temperatures and I don't know like she's got an appointment you can't come in I was like yeah but you know it's pregnant like I'm kind of involved in there no no sorry you can stay outside so I had to stay outside yeah yeah it was just um so I got there and it's I hate this every single time you have to explain why you're there okay I'm pregnant well okay well how many weeks are you about eight well what are you doing here well so I want to figure I want to plan a scan because I've had this illness okay what illnesses it talks about your previous pregnancies then you have to go through like okay well I had a miscarriage this time I had then I had an abortion why do you have an abortion because of this oh okay what how many weeks were you 26 weeks oh wow oh and you get that like shocked like look and just looking like oh shit she had a miscarriage she had an abortion at 26 weeks and also the oh like is that your first miscarriage no no it's no, I had the, I had that. Oh, second one, no, that. So, yeah. no, no, it's actually my fourth one. Oh, but you don't, yeah, no, I don't have a yeah. fucking kid. And like, oh, the way they ask it is like, so is this your first pregnancy? No. Second? No. Third? Fourth. Okay, so you've got three kids. No, I've I've lost them all. Thanks for reminding me. Like, it's just. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super interesting. There's really something there that, like, obviously it's, it's not happening every day, but the, the, the doctor, the whole medical community like need to work on their greetings and stuff like Language that like we, we all forms. presume and assume you know that pregnancy equal baby when that's like fucking we, we talk and see in part two about reminders uh and yeah that's a pretty that's a pretty good shit. that's yeah. a good reminder yeah. <laughs> like having to explain to like the nurse and then the doctor and then somebody else the gynecologist this person that person every time having to re-explain why you're talking to them anyway so i was just i literally went in there being like hi i want to have this test done in four weeks please book me in that was why i was there i didn't want to do anything else i didn't care about like i was just like i'm pregnant that's fine da, da, da. and they're like oh okay well while you're here we need to do a smear test and blood tests and other tests, urine tests, I think, and whatever. Mm. Um, which, by the way, a smear test isn't fun at the best of times. But when you're pregnant, oh, that was awful, awful, awful. And it's like, so we're part of the Miami Community Health Center. So obviously Miami's full of Spanish people and Cubans and all the rest of it. And the doctor and the assistant were both... Um, Latino. Latino, that's the word, yeah. So they were... Like literally, I've got. I'm sat there on the bed, leg spread. Wasn't expecting to have a smear test, and the both women are speaking Spanish. Full well known that I can't speak Spanish, which is such an awkward. Oh, anyway. Um, so that was painful and not fun. And then because obviously, doctors in well anywhere in Miami, the AC is at zero, and I was wearing shorts and a little t-shirt. I was freezing. Had to do blood tests. They tried a couple of times, but my blood, my veins were too thin because I was too cold. My lips had actually gone blue. Yeah. 
And okay. also, you didn't have food because we went at like 1 p.m. and we thought it was going to be like an hour. You didn't have I was there a big, four or five a big, hours. Bit of food, so you're like shaking and everything. So I had to like go outside. The they sun. were like, go outside in the sun and warm up. And I started doing bloody star jumps. <laughs> yeah, jumping jacks. <laughs> jumping jacks to try and warm up. Anyway, like spent about 20 minutes outside trying to warm up again, trying to get some blood in my veins. I got a chocolate bar from the vending machine and then ended up giving blood. Um. Anyway, so that was at eight weeks. No, it wasn't. That was at no, like, seven weeks, maybe. Because the week after, they were like, oh, we'll do an eight-week scan then because you've got an, an unusual case. Yeah. Went for my scan, and you didn't come with me for that, did you? Uh, no, not for this one, no. So I went... No, because I, I wasn't going to be allowed inside, so I was like, it's no point for me to just wait in the street for four hours, like a time. Yeah. So I went to the doctors at eight weeks, and they did a scan, but the baby was measuring six weeks. And she was like, are you sure about your dates? The baby's only six weeks. There is something there. You are pregnant, but it's definitely not an eight-week baby because the amount, you know, they double in size every week, basically. So she was like, "It's definitely yeah, it's six like weeks." A grain of rice. Yeah. So she was like, um, "Actually, she didn't ask me any questions. Really, she just said you're six weeks." And I was like, "No, I'm not." And she was like, "You're six weeks." And I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." Yeah. So when you came back, we literally had a four-hour discussion trying to understand how the fuck that was possible because. Rosie is good with that. She's tracking everything in an app about like pre- uh, period, yeah, like yeah. sex and stuff like that. Um, when she tried to get pregnant, so it's all optimized. Um, <laughs> no, but also it's good because you got the data and it's like six weeks. That means it was made there and it's just not possible because it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so like uh, with like, the app Clue, you can basically track down your periods, like when they start, how long they last, symptoms, all the rest of it. You can also track down when you have sex. So I don't And also like even ovulation and everything. Like, yeah. So so I don't obviously track when we have sex usually, but when we're trying to get pregnant, I'm like, oh, that's good to know because you can have the data. Um, See, so yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, well, we had sex on these dates. She's saying I got, had, I got pregnant two weeks later. Well, sperm doesn't survive two weeks. Yeah. And we didn't have sex. And so we're online, like, how long does sperm last? Can you be pregnant? Can you be six weeks when you're eight weeks? And it was just so confusing. I was like, I have no idea what Yeah, it just on. didn't like, make, like, uh, sense. Like, biologically, it just, it was not, like, <laughs> possible. And we spoke to the DNA person, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we called everyone. We called parents, friends, that are nurse, like, <laughs> everyone. Like, yeah. how the, like, is it possible somehow that... You can just hang in there for two weeks and suddenly decide to wake up and, you know, do his thing. Like, really? Like, so we were like, something's wrong. It took us hours. So like, th- honestly, hours of just being gobsmacked and just confused. Didn't know what was going on. So all the doctors were like, we don't know. The DNA, she was the only one quite realistic and not bullshit. She was like, it's odd. Mm. Uh, from what you're saying, it's odd. You seems to know a thing. Uh, we can't know for sure, but yeah, okay. It's weird. Um uh, but yeah, you just have to come back in two weeks for the next scan. So for two weeks, we just had to wait. Inside, we knew. Like we told our parents, this is fucked again. Yeah. Well, so basically, um, I was having a missed miscarriage. And I'm going to explain what that means. So basically, the pregnancy is fine and viable and alive or whatever, up until a certain amount of, uh, you know, a certain point in time. And then the baby stops growing, but it's still alive and it's still there. And you still feel pregnant, but it's just not growing. So at eight weeks, it already stopped at six weeks. So after this kind of like 
hours of being on the couch talking to DNA people and friends and family eventually I was like I'm having a miscarriage there's the only answer I can't be like I physically cannot be six weeks pregnant unless I'm you know miraculously got pregnant by someone without having sex I don't know whatever so I kind of realized I was like okay I'm this is probably what's happening fine and then but nothing we can do because all the doctors said come in two weeks yeah so we had spent two weeks kind of knowing but yeah feeling like shit again but it took it's it's funny how like again so just quick recap first pregnancy it kind of happened overnight i had a bit of spotting and then the next day it kind of period the second one straight away i'm having a miscarriage all the blood all the clots everything's happening all at once this one it stopped at six weeks went in for eight week scan and then i went in again at 10 weeks to have another scan and they scanned it and said the baby is still measuring six weeks they could oh uh, so something to mention so in the first scan they could see the heartbeat it was very slow I think it was about half the speed it should have been um but she said there is a heartbeat I can see it there there is a baby living that is six weeks um and then at the 10 week scan it her there was no heartbeat but the baby was still there and I'm so glad that went on that day because then the next day was when I started having my miscarriage um but knowing that the baby had been alive and then knowing that the baby was now dead for me was comfort because I was like I knew it like I knew that's because like like we said like yeah just confirm what we thought a lot of the doctors hadn't really told us that was what was you know what was happening even though they probably thought it no one really told us apart from the DNA person maybe but then you like we researched online my parents did as well my mum used to send me articles of like this person you know was measuring 10 weeks when they were 12 weeks but actually it was fine because they got the you know the sex thing mixed up and I was like but I haven't got that mixed up and I kept reading articles of these people who had measured two weeks behind so for this two weeks I was thinking like well I'm not having a period I still feel pregnant maybe I actually am two weeks behind and maybe at the 10 week scan I'll measure eight weeks and maybe yeah, the it's whole just thing was somehow just weird, like so weird it was like it doesn't make any sense so something is happening again it's fucked up but everything is still chance. there yeah. and you see some people somehow that get it it's like yeah uh yeah that was those two weeks were fucked up um and obviously we're locked inside couldn't do shit beach was closed like the whole environment was not <laughs> yeah april was not a good month for me no, no dist- yeah um yeah that was i don't remember the date it was around the birthday 23rd was when it happened just after your birthday yeah so yeah, so we'd had that scan and honestly, we kept, Jeremy came with me for that scan and we came out and I was so relieved. I remember just feeling like excited almost or like relieved and like it was just, it was a clarification from the doctors that you're having a missed miscarriage. The baby is now dead. The baby is still measuring six weeks. This is what's happened because for two weeks I was telling myself, I was like, no, this is happening. Trying to tell my parents, like my mom, like, obviously she wanted everything to be okay and I knew it wasn't I was had to be like mum it's not okay she was like yeah but I read this story I read this story I was like mum it's not okay stop trying to like stop giving this hope and like I knew what was happening in my body like I knew it was going to happen so getting yeah, those to be really rough with you at one point like I remember yeah I'd be like, like mum really, like, I'm having a fucking miscarriage stop saying this but like going to the doctors and getting those results it was like relief and it was like oh my god I, I do know what my body's telling me I do know what is going on like I trust my body more than I trust these articles online like I knew that was happening and I was glad that was happening because if I'd have been 
eight weeks pregnant at the 10 week scan it just would not have made any sense so I was relieved I was excited I was happy I was thankful that I had that because if I'd had the miscarriage that day they wouldn't have been able to see that the baby was six weeks still and I would have always wondered you know what would have happened but seeing that the baby was still six weeks I knew like I was 100% sure this is a miscarriage good now we can get on with it yeah just we we often say that that uncertainty and not knowing is worse than knowing sometimes because when yeah. you know you can move on you you, you can heal and accept, accept it, and, yeah. and move on when when you don't know there's always this what if so in a sense we both felt that it was all right we, we're not crazy it did make sense and it sucks but okay at least we know um yeah and we came back and I think I was just in a good mood after that, honestly. And I know that sounds like the mo- like you're not going to understand, and that's completely fine. I don't expect you to, but like I was just happy that I knew what my body was telling me, and I knew what was happening, and I knew, and I'm glad that I got the results that I wanted. Mm. So well, what I found really interesting thinking about all that. So basically, for four weeks, uh, Rosie was pregnant with a baby that didn't grow at all. Like it was four weeks of pregnancy for 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 nothing. Uh, pregnancy has stopped evolving in a sense mm-hmm. um, and I I don't know if it's a coincidence but I find it in a sense like, really interesting that you had the physical miscarriage like the things went out did she has a day after you found out mm-hmm. it's like you know uh, in a sense like okay now they know I can get out mm. I don't know. I've thought about oh it, yeah. Today. Oh, I thought about it. It's like, what else? You they're literally <laughs> like, out of. For it, it, like the thing stopped at six weeks. For four weeks you've been pregnant for no reason. You could have had a miscarriage any day yeah. out of those four weeks, and it happened the day after <laughs> you had the scan. Yeah. Like that's that's that is that's the body. Yeah. That's the brain saying like, okay, you can let go now. I, 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 it's not a coincidence. I can't believe it. Mm. I find it so interesting, personally. Never <laughs> thought about it. No, I no? just think it's a coincidence. Oh, it's, it's too much <laughs> to be a coincidence. Um, I yeah. think it was a coincidence. Anyway, so then the next day, um, woke up, still felt pregnant, whatever. And I remember kind of in the afternoon, I started to get a little bit of cramping, a little bit of pain. And I was like, okay, I know this is going to be a bad miscarriage because I'm now at like what would be 11 and a half weeks. So almost 12 weeks I was at this time. Um... And actually, I asked the doctor, I remember, no, that was afterwards, scrap that. Basically, the everything keeps growing, I think, even though the baby isn't growing. I think the uterus yeah. and the sac, and, not the uterus, like everything grows more, basically. Um, so I knew that it was going to be a bad miscarriage. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go out for a walk because I don't think I'm going to walk for the next couple of days. I went out um, just with my camera and take some pictures around the neighborhood. And on my walk, I was like, oh, it's happening it's happening <laughs> so I had to walk home pretty quickly and I was like Jeremy it's happening he was like what and I was like yeah it's, it's going I'm getting like it just felt like a period was coming but pretty strong um was I was it that was I on the toilet first and then the bed or was the bed first and then the toilet because two for me there was two moments that happened with this miscarriage oh, I remember the big... but was the Honestly. bedroom first so I think I'd I'd come home, I had like a heat pad on, I was kind of just preparing for it and then pretty much straight away, I really can't remember which order this is, it doesn't really matter for you guys, but anyway, 
Um, I don't take painkillers, something you should know about me. I have a headache, I won't take period. I won't take painkillers after period, won't take them. I just don't like taking painkillers. But this, I was in pain, it was now. I was curled up on the bed, like, no, I can't do this, I can't just get me painkillers. I had two straight away. I was like, no, not doing this, this is gonna hurt, I don't wanna do it. Went to the toilet. It happened pretty quickly, like, like it's funny, like it, it it took four weeks for the baby to realise it was going to have a miscarriage. But then again, it happened pretty quickly because, like, I'd been for this walk. I was like, it's happening. Came inside. And then went to the toilet. No, yeah, that was it. I came and sat on the couch. And I was, like, watching a film or something, trying to take my mind off it, eating chocolate. And I could feel something coming out of me. And I was like, oh, my God. So I had to, like, waddle to the toilet. I sat down, pulled my knickers down this is going to be graphic and there was basically like a burger of meat sat in my knickers <laughs> yeah and you did a weird sound holy shit i don't know whatever you said so I, was I was just like, shocked yeah so i came and i saw that and i was like oh <laughs> fuck i can st- like i can see it right now i, 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 I it. remember it like, I had a pad on because I was prepared for it. I knew it was happening. I had the pains and everything. This fucking chunk. Jesus. It was huge. Huge. Like, as in, if you put it on your hand, like, it would fill your palm with your hand. Like a yeah. burger, basically. Like a burger size of flesh, of meat. Yeah, so I sat in the toilet and I just remember, I was just like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Jeremy, seriously, what is that? And I started shaking and I started yeah. crying because I was just so scared. Like a- Pan- I mean, not a panic attack, but yeah, you were like freaking out. I was freaking out because it was just, it was just like nothing I'd had before. Like like I said in Cuba, it was probably like three fingers worth of stuff. This was like a whole burger. Like it was just a huge chunk of meat. I was freaking out. I was like, how has that just come out of me? Um, what do I do? Am I okay? Like what happens? Like what? Like uh, uh, just had no idea. So I remember you just kind of came in saw that freaked out and left I think <laughs> I think you're asking if I was okay so you left the bathroom because I think you saw that and you freaked out and you just kind of left and you're like oh my god I can't yeah. see that oh that was it because I was like I'm gonna have to touch it you might want to leave oh yeah because you, you want like, me to take pictures again and everything yeah, yeah. I was like no, like no I'm not doing it you're like no I don't want to see I'm, I'm out of here so Jeremy sat in the bathroom uh, in the lounge and I took out my knickers put it on some tissue like toilet paper and then wiped myself up put my pad back on again whatever and I was like squeezing it and touching it and photographing it. And again, like in Cuba, I don't know why I want to do this and I can't explain it. It must just be human instinct of like wanting to have like physical evidence of what has just happened. Um, can't explain that. I don't know. And then about an hour later, something else came out that again was huge. This time though, um, I went to the toilet and it fell into the toilet. And I was like, no, I want to see it, I want to see it. And Jeremy was like, you're not going to fish it out. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I am. <laughs> so again, Jeremy left me and I literally put my hand in the toilet, found this huge chunk. And this was like a golf ball. Like it was a big ball and it was round and hard. Um, again, I was feeling it and squeezing it between my fingers and touching it and poking it and prodding it. And I just, I like, I wasn't looking for a baby. That's not what I was doing. I wasn't looking for like a tiny baby in there or whatever. It was just... 
I really can't explain it. I really like I really don't know why. I just have this urge to feel it and to touch it and to take photographs and to I guess acknowledge it maybe. Have some sort right. of physical touch to like connect with it or I don't I really like honestly I don't know, it could be multiple just, I mean out of curiosity, if anyone listening ever had a this kind of late miscarriage and I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if other women <laughs> No, but yeah, I don't know. Like no idea interesting yeah yeah there's no so that happened and again i photographed it and i think after that i just had a heavy period again and it yeah. like it kind of happened pretty quickly it went pretty quick yeah it went kind of back to normal it was right. kind of within like an, an hour or two maybe of having like very heavy bleeding these things coming out a bit of panic attack things and then it was just a heavy period mm. so yeah that happened for that one that's how you lose the uh Four babies in four pregnancy. <laughs> in a nutshell. Um, Something I do find interesting, though, like I've said a couple of times, is how different they all were. And this is why I want to share my story, because the first miscarriage was something. I'm not going to say it again. I've said it like a million times now. Then the second miscarriage was something else. And then the third miscarriage was something completely different again. And it's interesting because the baby from the second miscarriage should have been eight weeks, unless, of course, I had a miscarriage again without knowing. But from the eight-week miscarriage in Cuba to the 11-and-a-half week where the baby was actually six-week miscarriage, the difference of stuff that came out of me was, like, four times the size. That's scary. Like, it was... Insane. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was... I don't know. It was just, like, I I just had no idea this was going to happen. So if anyone has a miscarriage or anyone has one listens to this and has one in the future you might know a little bit what to expect i'm hope i've not scared you too much but it's just it's so good to talk about it though because like it's never talked about people just don't talk about this yeah. at all especially on like such a raw level they might say i had a miscarriage it's too sad to talk about and that's it whereas i really want like i'm so proud of us for actually like <laughs> deep diving on how we felt and like physical things and also emotional things because yeah, yeah it's yeah it's a taboo everywhere no matter the country um Abortion, especially, but I think. But yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always different for sure. Uh, well, it's been the case for us, at least. Don't know if we can make a general thing about that. Um, so, that yeah, that was that was in April. April, so like six months ago, pretty much. It was weird happening during a pandemic because. Like, going to the doctors during a pandemic where, I mean, doctors are scary as it is, but then having everyone in all their, like, you know, gear and equipment and, and, like, not really, and it just wasn't the same. But then also, like, not seeing friends and, which I think was kind of a good thing because it meant that we didn't see friends and I didn't have to pretend to be okay. Um, But that also means you can't see your family. Like, we still haven't seen our family since then. Yeah. And stuff like that. So there's a lot of things, you know, that, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, it's just different <laughs> again. Yeah. Like the whole, like the the miscarriage itself was different, but also the environment made it a whole different experience. Yeah, uh, for us about how you deal with it, how we dealt with it. Um. So, what since then? So since then, obviously, the world is still <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, since then, it's just been. I mean, in a sense, we 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 didn't like cry about it or got depressed for like 
six months like no. the, the like the abortion or whatever is but i said but we get we're getting used to it um, i feel like the more you have the easier it is to deal with and that sounds awful but it is yeah like we we just used to it and and um we are more careful uh we don't get excited that much and everything so we we control a bit more our emotions so it's easier it's been easier doesn't mean it's easy though yeah it's not it's easy. easier <laughs> it's not easy uh it can get better but it can still be shit um and uh yeah so still it's just the two of us after four pregnancies four years and four pregnancies yeah um i'm I'm, I'm just I'll, I'll be curious again like, if anyone listening to that have like similar stories i mean not similar in terms of what's going on but, you know like multiple attempts stuff like that shit going on like if you want to talk like you're not alone you're not the only uh people like that um in the world so yeah you can talk to us if you want to um yeah and now it's just uh complicated uh and we are actually really different right now about like the mindset is really different uh pretty quickly after that actually we we talked about it and what do you want to share your no, thing you yeah um no like I I I said like okay I'm not gonna try again like right now um, when Rosie was more about okay let's just try again you know, just earlier she said that uh, next like let's just do it until it works um, when personally I don't I didn't and I still don't feel the same way um, it's getting harder and harder and for my mental health and our relationship and and everything i i i can't deal with that right now again um i remember when we had this chat walking the analogy i used was like i feel like every time this is happening there's a piece of me like going dying or whatever it is like living and and it's just harder and harder every time um and yeah i i just don't know how many time i can take it because uh, there is still the there's still so much things and, and and now you know in a sense you get paranoid i i say okay so miscarriage can happen and yeah it's not just one or twice no it's been three times now all different um and is that's fine there's still our genetic disorder and even if that's fine now like i know that all the shit can happen and after that i'm expecting any fucking things uh like you know would be an ectopic pregnancy or yeah, a stillbirth or you, or yeah you could give birth and then baby can digest after that. i'm just like i've been hit like so many times that i i don't expect anything to turn good or see about it anymore uh i i remember when i told my dad um i was like what about uh, pregnancy or miscarriage or what? Yeah, well, th- when when I told my dad that happened again mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I, I remember he said something and I was like, yeah, I feel the same. He's like, I'm not happy about getting pregnant anymore. It's been four times. And I mean, the last time I didn't feel any, I mean, I should be happy to be pregnant. I should feel a sense of joy and excitement. That's how I felt the first time, like freaking out and jumping. And I, uh, now it's just, 
okay, let's try to do this. And it's just like, I, I just see a series of scary shit. Uh, like, pregnancy scares me. Pregnancy doesn't excite me at all. I remember my dad saying the same, something similar. He was like, he said something uh, when I hear people are pregnant, like friends or whatever, uh, I feel weird about it. And he doesn't say much, but I remember thinking, uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't associate any joy with pregnancy right now. Um, it's still the case right now, as of today. Um, so, yeah. Don't know what the future holds on nothing, but it's it's hard. It's not easy. Um, and it's funny, always me. Uh, no, yeah. Well, it's funny. All our friends in Miami and everything are like, and when people see us, like the perfect couple, and <laughs> and like look up, look up to us. Even like someone this weekend said, like, they're getting a couple. Like, I'm, I'm checking in with you guys. And yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, we we are happy and stuff like that. But just like everyone, we have our own shit. Um, it's just a different one, I guess. Like, we don't argue every day, uh, but we have that. That's our thing. Um, and it's obviously affecting us. It's not easy. Uh, it, it's 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 hard psychologically to deal with it every time, and and yeah, it's still hard because it's like right now, as of today, we have kind of different point of view. So we need to see how we can make things work and blah blah. And yeah, it's not it's not easy, and it gets harder and harder personally for me. Um, like my, I've always wanted to be a dad before, but my desire to be a dad took a hit <laughs> after dealing with so much sadness and 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 stuff like that, um, and seeing Rosie also how she was. Like I don't know if I want to risk right now. I don't want to risk like to to have Rosie getting hurt physically and emotionally and and things like that. So it's hard. It's a lot of things to process. Um, and you always have, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little bit different. I kind of think I just want to keep trying until we have a baby, whether that means naturally or IVF. Um, but like I, it's weird. Like I kind of look forward to being pregnant again, even though Jeremy says he doesn't want us to <laughs> to do that inside. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get pregnant again and feel a baby kicking and give birth and breastfeed and have a baby and raise children, do all these things that I've wanted to do for like 17 years. Like since I was 15, I've wanted children or well, probably even younger. <laughs> so we're just at the moment at a very difficult point in our lives because we both want different things and I think we're gonna maybe go to a therapist or something to try and just get back on the same page because I don't want to try and force Jeremy to have a child he doesn't want um yeah I don't know how much to share because it's, it's still <laughs> very raw and it's still very personal but basically um for the moment we're not going to try and probably for the next couple of years we're not yeah, going to we'll try see. well we'll just see I mean yeah we'll like to go traveling and see a bit of the yeah, world we're gonna do other things and think about something else and 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 we'll see eventually it's hard it's impossible to know what the future holds but uh 
yeah, it's impacting us, obviously, on personal level and as a couple and stuff like that. Um, something, yeah. That's the hard part is our families actually like knowing that my family and your family get upset whenever whenever we lose a baby or whenever something happens. I feel guilty. I'm like, oh God, I've made them sad again. Like, ugh, like I'm having to put them through this again. Like, I hate that they're so sad because of us. Like, it's our fault almost, even though obviously we didn't choose it. Um, but just a bit of whatever. So I went and had some tests done recently after the third miscarriage, the fourth pregnancy, and. They tested to see if I have, I think basically people, well, women who have multiple miscarriages, a lot of the time tend to have this one thing that's wrong with them or whatever. I don't have that, which means there's no reason, like actual reason for me to have these miscarriages. It's more annoying than anything. Yeah, because <laughs> we were kind of like, if we had an answer and it was like, take this pill and you'll have less chance of that happening. Okay, great. But because we don't have that like information, like there's nothing technically wrong with me or us, there's no reason for the miscarriages so it's kind of like okay well maybe they had EVC as well all four of them and they just didn't survive because of that or like we just have no answers no idea no answers um so yeah we don't know about the future that's where we're at now yeah um yeah that's here we that's our story <laughs> uh we hope he's gonna help people in a sense um those things should be talked about a little bit more there's no reason not to because it's happening to a lot of people and and uh we felt alone at this time when i'm sure it's happening to other couples and stuff like that but we don't share it so here we are like we are probably not the only one in this situation uh and whoever is listening is not alone either. Um, well, it's also yeah. good for... So, a couple of things. I want people who are listening to this who have gone through something similar or might go through, go through something similar in the future to know that they're not alone and we've also been through this. If they want to contact us, they can do. We're more than willing to chat to people. But also, it's so important to talk to people who would never know about this. Like, um, couples who have two pregnancies, two babies, everything's perfect, life is easy. Or people who are, I don't know, like gay and would never consider having children. That's not a concern of theirs. Why would they know about women's reproductive things and miscarriages and abortions or people that like, for me, it's more the people that don't think about it or don't know about it and have never spoken to somebody about it. That's who I want to hit because the people who've been through it know about it. They know what I'm talking about. I kind of more want to influence I say or like open the eyes of people who have never heard this before don't know what it feels like don't know how like emotionally hard is let alone physically hard um and we're so lucky that we were in France when the abortion happened because Mm. it's legal in France and England with medical issues up to I think 24 whatever how many weeks actually no in France we could have gone to the full term actually we could have gone to 38 weeks but I know that in America it's illegal in a lot of states which is bizarre like I just don't get it and I feel so so sorry for the thousands of girls in the states today like this day and age who have to either spend thousands to travel to a state where it is legal or go to the abortion clinic and have people standing outside shouting at them calling them murderers like they have to hear the heartbeat and they have to see the pictures like it's just cruel and I don't think women's reproductive rights should be 
in the hands of I don't know how many white old men that get to decide whether abortion is legal or illegal like until you've been through it you should never have any sort of opinion one way or another because I personally never thought I'd have an an abortion like I just didn't think I just thought I'll have three children they'll be happy it'll be easy I never in a million years thought I'd have to have an abortion and it's not that I was pro-life before I was definitely pro-choice but I didn't quite understand how pro-choice I was until I was put in that situation where I had to make that choice and I was so glad that I was given the opportunity because I think there's so many places in the world where it's not it's just not like yeah. women you know take drugs or alcohol or yeah, get or punched in the stomach or, up, yeah, or use yeah. bloody coat hangers to try and abort the baby it's horrendous what happens in the world because either somebody doesn't want a baby or they whatever like whatever the reason it doesn't matter it just should be more available and it should be more talked about and again like I was saying I think I said this in one of the other episodes that abortion is such a taboo in that like you know it only happens to 16 year old girls who get you know get pregnant by accident or it only happens to rape victims like no it happens to women it happens to grown-ass women who are in a married loving couple who are dying to have children but this is kind of the only choice yeah the only choice (laughs) that they have or maybe they already have three children they can't afford a fourth or whatever like there's so many reasons for people to want abortions and there's so many women that have miscarriages that don't feel supportive don't feel loved don't feel you know they feel alone and I just kind of want to talk about it to yeah (laughs) break the taboo it's not taboo it's shit like life happens it's life it's just normal it's part of it like I never realized how often miscarriage happened until it happened to me, especially yeah, three times. Yeah. Like, yeah, and how much people don't talk about it? Because actually, the more we talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, I had this thing happening to me and stuff like that. So, and what's interesting actually is that since I've um, last year, last year, or the year before, we were thinking about creating some sort of thing around women who had lost babies. Didn't go ahead, but I kind of put it out there. And since talking about my abortion, two friends told me that they've also had abortions. One of them said that only maybe like her current boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend and me know about it. Like she just hasn't told people because it's something that no one talks about. Um, so, yeah, it's just. So, yeah, who knows? I, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure we don't know a lot. So it's, it's yeah, it's happening to more people than we think. Uh, yeah. And just no one talks about it. And because we are scared of judgment. And so, so, yeah. We just put it out there. And, and the States is a scary place to have an abortion, though, because there's yeah, like, no, such yeah, strong yeah. views. Um, what else? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's all we got, really. <laughs> um, if you made it that far, <laughs> thank you. If you listen to the four episodes oh. in total, thank you so much. Please tell us. Like, we'll send you a virtual hug or something, <laughs> somehow. Yeah um because it means the world to us um and uh yeah um next week's next week next wednesday we're gonna go back to normal episode uh with with a guest and and stuff like that uh we'll see later if we we do things like that if we have something to talk about but yeah we're gonna go back to a regular schedule regular format uh thank you so much if you've listened to everything uh, tell us, message us, honestly, on Instagram is the best place, uh, at Just Interesting People. Um, I'll link everything in the description so you can check it out. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, share it with anyone who might be interested. Leave us a review if you enjoyed it. 
and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode um also quickly i will leave any kind of resources links in the um, description bio thing whatever you call it in case you want to know more in case you need help anything like that we'll try and leave some sort of help down yeah. there so you can you know find someone to talk to yeah but we love you thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed it a thank you bit. <laughs> and we'll see you next week bye